What's up, everyone? Welcome to this episode of The Colin and Samir Show. On this episode, we are speaking with a creator named Caleb Simpson. Now, Caleb Simpson gained 1 million subscribers on YouTube in three months by asking one simple question. How much do you pay for rent in New York? Caleb describes himself as Humans of New York meets MTV Cribs, and he's a creator that's at a really interesting point in his career. He has a lot of momentum, he's experienced a lot of growth, and he's done it primarily with short form content. And this is one of the first times that Samir and I have spoken to a creator who makes primarily short form content and has found a way to monetize it across multiple platforms. Now, it's also coming on the heels of YouTube monetizing shorts early this year. So a lot is about to change when it comes to the landscape of making short form content. And that's something that we really dive into with Caleb in this episode. So in this episode, we talked to Caleb about developing his format. Like how did he land on this format that just has gone crazy viral across all platforms? We talk about how he actually makes money and which platforms pay the most for short form content. And we also talk about his plan to transition into long form content. Like how is he actually going to build a long-term career on YouTube? We also just get into Caleb's origin story, which is pretty interesting. It can seem like you're an overnight success, especially when it comes to short form content. But with Caleb, he has been doing this for a long time. So we know a lot of you have been asking questions about shorts in the subreddit. So if you have further questions about short form content after listening to this episode, put them in the subreddit. You can also tweet them at us. We are going to be doing more episodes about shorts, especially as monetization rolls out on YouTube. So let us know what your questions are. And now let's get into this conversation with Caleb Simpson. But first, if you make it to the deep end, the very end of the episode, send us a tweet, let us know. Grab your snorkels. We're going, nope. All right, let's, let's just do it. All right, we, I mean, we have to ask, how much do you pay for rent in New York City? 2000 a month. Oh, that's not that's bad. That's not yeah. bad at all. Yeah. That's like really good. I have roommates and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm like a real New Yorker. Like I, I don't live in this giant luxurious, luxurious penthouse or anything. You know? mm, yeah. I think that's part of your appeal. Yeah. Especially if you're going to be asking New Yorkers sort of personal things about themselves, like where they live, how much they pay in rent. Totally. Are you like a for real New Yorker, like born and raised? No, I'm, I'm uh, not real. I'm not okay. real. <laughs> North Carolina from North Carolina. Wow. Been in New York seven years, three more, then I'll be in New, yeah, York. You're a New, New Yorker. Yorker. Yeah, yeah. North Carolina, weirdly a big hotbed for creators right now. Recently, Recently. yeah. It's yeah. been really interesting. Strange. Yeah. So how has your past year been? Like what, what has your journey been over the past year? Man, so I, uh, there was a TikTok video that perfectly describes this. There was a man who jumped on a large pig and it ran around in circles and it just took off through the woods. <laughs> and I sent that to like one of my roommates and I was like, the past five months of my life mm -hmm. have been just a roller coaster. So I got a ton of texts about you like in one day. I don't know why, but a, a bunch of people were like, dude, you got to connect with Caleb Simpson. You got to connect with Caleb. And all of them said he grew a million subscribers in three months on YouTube. Is that correct? That is correct. Now, across the other platforms, what were those few months like? Like how, how much growth have you experienced across all the platforms? Oh, that's a great question. I think I got around almost 3 million on TikTok in that amount of time. Uh, almost a million on Instagram, 500K on Facebook. Wow. Yeah. So for anyone who is not familiar with you, what was it that all of a sudden popped? Yeah, so... Uh, it's this series around touring people's apartments. I'll ask somebody in the street, how much do you pay for rent in whatever city I'm in? I live in New York City, so I'd be, how much do you pay for rent in New York City? Then they'd tell me, and then I would go tour their home. 
the original idea actually came from Sean Rizwan, actually, because he did these street really? interviews. Oh, cool. And I have this like rule with 10xing social media ideas. And I thought <clears throat> he was like asking somebody, how much do you pay for rent? What's the most expensive thing in your apartment? I was like, what if I asked to go in that apartment? Like he wouldn't ask that. Most creators wouldn't ask that. What if the person said yes? Most people will most likely say no. Mm. This would be a fun social experiment. And then if I get to go inside, I think everyone would love that. That's super interesting. How much of like your current content is permission-based prior to you filming versus how much is like honestly a, a stranger? Right, so... Yeah, I would say it's split in thirds. Oh, wow. So I like to run around on the street and ask people. Um, yeah. Then I get like DMs. I have a Google form and then I reach out to other people. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because I notice sometimes in your videos, like you'll ask the question, but then the person will be in a different outfit when you go inside. Totally. So is there something where like they tell you and they're like, you can't come right now, but you can come later. Yeah. Like 99% of the time oh, people want me to come another day. They're like, yeah. sure, sure. But then they're just like wearing a different outfit, different day. Oh, interesting. People are busy living their lives, especially sure. in New York. Like yeah. people are like, dude, I'm doing something right now. Mm -hmm. Like, can you leave me alone? <laughs> but it reads really well. Like it flows mm -hmm. really well. Yeah. And for me, it felt like over the past couple of months, like I couldn't open any short form feed and not see your content. Yeah, it's like Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Yeah, welcomed you with open arms, and they were like, "Yep, this is it. This, yeah. is, this is right yeah. for right now." Yeah, it totally felt that way actually um, when I did that first test idea, uh, and then I posted all the short form clips, and they all went viral. And I and I looked at it, and I was like, "Oh, I was like, I think this is the one. Like, I think I'm mm. accepted. I think the algorithm of them likes me finally." When you say, <laughs> "I think this is the one." How many ones did you think there were before this? Like, what is your, what does your career look like with creating content, putting out videos on the internet, telling stories before this format that you have really took off? Yeah. Um, so I picked up a camera like seven years ago in New York when I first moved to New York and was just trying to figure it out. You know, I did a lot of photography, videography. I worked for YouTubers. I traveled with Instagrammers doing like their around the world content. Um, then I worked for a music marketing agency building DJs platforms online. So I like when we just like growth hack Instagram and like be like figuring out which way does this work? How should we film this content? This is working this week. Um, and I'd be doing just all that content. Then I kind of blew up on TikTok in 2019. Um, actually it's really funny. Uh, one of my YouTuber friends, I was like, ah, there's a series on YouTube going viral of like making fun of this app TikTok. So I was like, let's do that. And then I was looking at TikTok and I was like, this kid, Josh Richard, just has like 3 million followers and he's got a million on Instagram. I was like, wait, I think this is the next Instagram. So mm. then we started to take that serious. Mm. And uh, we just like took 20 videos and recreated all of them just to see what would work. And then yeah. like a few went viral, like Mentos and Coke. Like I was just doing whatever it took sure. to see what would work. Um, then I kind of hated all the content I was making sure. mm -hmm. on this TikTok. This is a natural evolution. Of yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything I was making, I was just disliking. I made a, I had around 4 million followers, but I was just like so over it. And then I started working uh, in the crypto NFT space and was building a media company there, running all their social. I was the director of video for them. Mm. Um, and then I was like, I think it's time to like take another shot at this social media thing. Like I've been, I've built a lot of brands online. I've been in the game a long time. So I like reverse engineered how I wanted to feel and what I wanted my experience to be. And I just like wrote those core elements down and then created a series around that. What were those core elements? Uh, one of the core elements was I wanted to experience something new. 
Um, and then I really, really wanted to interact with people because I was like working at home in my apartment behind a computer for the past year and a half of my life. Uh, so I was like craving human connection. And then I wanted to not really focus on myself that much. You know, I feel like a lot of people, when they jump on social, they want to be like Kim Kardashian. They're just mm. like, oh, mm -hmm. me, I'm hot, I'm this, I'm that. Yeah. I okay. struggle with that every day. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Trying to not be that. <laughs> yeah. It's tough when you're this hot. Yeah. yeah. What, am I, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> you know, looking like this. Yeah, I know. I think I need to move a little bit further away from that. <laughs> I understand. Actually, right now. Um, so I was like, let me like flip the camera around and like see what that's like. Um, yeah. and uplift people, you know, I get to give people a stage and show them off. So it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. I think that's such a, a good exercise that you put yourself through. I think if you don't go through an exercise like that of trying to reverse engineer the life you want, the experience you want, there's no longevity in this. Totally. You know, like Samir and I even doing this right now, we always say like, we were having conversations about creators before we turned the camera on. We were talking with creators before, like we love it. We'll do it forever regardless of if there are cameras here yeah, we, and microphones. I, I will talk to interesting creative people whether or not we record it. And that's like my absolute passion. So like the fact that we get to record it and that's like a source of, of income for us is insane to me. Yeah. Like the podcast, we've been doing this podcast since 2018 and it didn't make any money until 2022. But we were just doing it because it was like therapy for us. Like just having these conversations was like therapy. Um, so I totally agree with you. I think that's such good advice for creators. Just write down what about all of this you want. Like what, what makes you happy? What's the core, you know, elements of, of this? Totally. I love that advice. What is your experience going to be? Because like what people view online is not my experience at all. No. My experience is completely different, you know? I mean, same, same here. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, I mean, there's so much time in a day beyond what you see. Right? <laughs> I remember when Casey Neistat said that about his daily vlog. Yeah. He was like, you're really just, you know, I'm condensing something into 10 minutes or eight minutes, mm -hmm. but I live a full day. Yeah. There's a whole day behind that. Right. Totally. And I think that's such an interesting thing to think about. Like you, you should care a lot more about what that day looks like rather than what the content looks like. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I want to ask you, I'm curious. You said that at one point you had 4 million followers on TikTok, but that you weren't interested in making those types of videos anymore. But when I hear 4 million followers on TikTok, I would assume at that scale, at that time, there are opportunities to make money to turn that into a career. Was that the case then for you that like, if you wanted it, that could be, that could have been a career? Yeah, it actually was. I was uh, just like doing the influencer thing before, for about two years before I started helping build this media company. I was just not excited about it. I was mm. just burnt out on it. It was like working a job, basically. I yeah. was like, I don't like working this job. I'm going to go do something else. You know? mm. But you're getting brand deals at that time. Yeah. You're getting paid from TikTok, the platform? Uh, the platform The platform wasn't paying me too much because like, you have to go crazy, crazy viral to get you know, from the creator fund. But yeah, I had a couple of brand deals that were like you know, a year-long brand deal, X amount of dollars, like 60 grand for like a year long thing. So it was like, cool, so yeah, 60 like, grand, yeah, I yeah. can go make content and like, you know, not work for somebody else. For sure. Mm. Yeah. I do think that's an interesting framework though, that it still became a job. It felt like a job. Yeah. So you're like, if this thing that I'm creating is not the job that I want, yeah, I'm the only one responsible for that existence, totally. for, for what I created. So go, I'll, go I'll leave and do else. something else. Yeah, yeah, you got to, you, know? you have to. <laughs> so yeah. were you, when you were working, you know, uh, you left the, the NFT company and, uh, you decided to kind of give it a go again. Were you clear that you needed to find a format 
Or are you the type of creative that's like, I just want to make a lot of different things and something hit? Or are you like, no, I need to find my thing? Yeah, for sure. I think we live in a digital age where the the format wins currently yeah. right now. Um, so I was just analyzing like what all the other shorts creators were doing. Like what was their format? What was working for them? And then trying to recreate those ideas and have my own spin on them. Yeah. Um, I actually was doing like a pizza review show before mm-hmm. this. I've seen that, yeah. Uh, so I was like asking New Yorkers, what's your favorite pizza in New York? And I would go review it. It did really well. Like yeah. it was doing really well where like people were comparing me to Dave Portnoy, yeah. all these things. And I was just like, I can't scale pizza, you know, like yeah. it's fun and, and like maybe twice a week or whatever. But also I didn't really enjoy the experience. I would also say for some reason, I don't know why watching people eat pizza is so enjoyable for everyone, <laughs> but like at scale, it's really enjoyable. I talked, I talked to my, my yeah. brother-in-law Ben about this, but yeah. he watches every one of Portnoy's reviews and yeah. Portnoy's really engaging when he does it. Like he's funny and whatnot. But even when I watched yours, I was like, why do I enjoy this so much? Yeah. But I think the challenge that you face is over time, pizza looks exactly the same or somewhat the same. Totally. And yeah. like visually, it's not as visual of an experience as seeing someone's apartment or it, seeing something. Pizza has nothing to do with service survivalism really like it's like (laughs) it's culture it's preference it's taste yeah but for you like you know one of your most viewed i think your most viewed long form video on youtube has just about 10 million views and it's like a really tiny apartment yeah that you're touring in new york city and that to me is like we were talking about it before we started recording it's like van life right like i want to know how someone else is surviving how are they getting through life totally and subconsciously or not pin it against my own life and my own apartment. Yeah. Right? Like there's so many narratives that a viewer can follow when you're touring an apartment. Totally. So talk me through like you made those first few. Did you make a few or did you make one and post it across multiple platforms? Uh, it was like a day worth of filming. A day worth of filming. Yeah. And, and how many no's are you getting in a day on that, that They were day? all no's. They were that, all no's. That day specifically. No one said yes. No one said yes. It was actually a very defeating day. I thought the idea was dumb and I was like, this was just dumb. I like wasted my whole day. And like halfway through, I had like a friend helping me film and he's like, how do you feel? And I was like defeated, like legitimately defeated. Like people are just laughing at me mm. with this concept. Uh, it wasn't until I clicked upload where I was like, oh wait, this wasn't dumb. How did you get something to film? How did I get someone to film? No, I mean, like you said, everyone said no that day. So when did, when did someone say yes? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Everyone said no. So I, uh, ran into one of my friends Got it. on okay. the street. Got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's how you, you were going to test the format. Right. Yeah. Totally. And the thing that's amazing is like, even for yourself, you need a proof of concept. Exactly. You know, like, and I think that's, that's a really interesting case study. I do think you need for what you do, you need the experience of people saying no, because that's going to be a thing you do, right? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Like when we, we made a video with Yes Theory here in Venice. And if you guys are unfamiliar with Yes Theory, Yes Theory does, you know, especially at that time, they were doing a lot of challenges of doing stuff with strangers, trying to get a yes from a stranger. So I was walking, running around with Matt from Yes Theory, asking people um, to come to a party we were having later that night that we didn't know where it was going to be or what it was going to be yet but just trying to invite strangers to a party. Right. And there was another squad that was out asking people if we could throw that party at their house. So it was like, a, it was a nuts concept. It all came together, but the sheer amount of no's you get, you, you have to build that level of like, this is fun for me <laughs> to go out and try this with strangers. Yeah. Otherwise, like there's no way that format would live on for a long time. Totally. If you didn't have that experience on that first day, I think. Totally. Um, 
Yeah, I actually kind of like when people say no at this point. Yeah. It just makes me feel like I'm one step closer to a yes. Or like mm-hmm. any challenge I have in my life now, whether it's like a celebrity I'm trying oh, to go to cool. or like Oprah Winfrey, if you happen to be watching this, yeah, I'd love yeah, to come yeah. tour your place. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I also think with your format and some of the formats that are like it, I'm okay as a viewer knowing that this arrangement has been like predetermined that you maybe have had contact with some of these people before you ask them because the content's still interesting. Right. Right. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it is interesting. Who's the stranger who's going to say yes to this, to this other stranger. But at the same time, what I'm waiting for now is to get into the apartment. Totally. You know, so if like, if it is set up beforehand, I don't really mind. You know, what's really funny is that typically the ones that like aren't really set up at all, everyone's like, that was so staged. And I'm like, that one wasn't staged at all. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. Cause it's like, so not staged that it looks staged. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. That first one, how similar is, are your videos now to that first one? Like, did you nail the format on the first Uh, time? I mean, the first video that I put short form was like, it's so much slower. Yeah. Honestly, it was like so bland when I look Mm -hmm. back at it. I'm like, wow, this kind of sucked. Yeah. But it's just like totally just evolved into, you know, when you cut a video every day or multiple videos every day of like a short form video, it just like gets better and better and better. That's the thing that's crazy about being a short form creator is the amount of reps you get. Like how many videos you're making in a week? Are you making one a day or multiple a day? Uh, Minimum one a day. Minimum one a day. Like as a long form YouTuber for us to make seven videos was, I mean, at minimum was seven weeks, but probably was three months. Yeah. Right. It's like three months of learning all condensed into one week. Totally. It's, it's pretty wild how, how quickly you can become a better storyteller as a short form creator. For sure. And I, and I had made like loads and loads of short form content before that. Got it. Like a lot of, uh, even when I do collabs with creators, uh, they're like, wow, you shot and edited this and I'll send it to them. They're like, already you sent this over. So you don't understand. I've been cutting like short form videos for the past, like three years of my life every day. Right. So it's just like, I don't know if I don't make a video in a day, it's almost like, what did I even do today? You know? What have you learned about what makes a compelling piece of short form content? Being that you are this hybrid creator, you do make 10, 12 minute videos and you make the 45 second video. That's a great question. I think like everyone says the same thing, like, oh, it has to have a hook and an interesting yeah. story and yeah. all these things. Uh, I do think like the first five seconds are important, like establishing what's about to happen. Like if it's not established. Also like leaving out the correct information is like super important. Mm. Like making people question things. Like sometimes they want to put in too much information. That's what I see a lot. It's like, you're just dragging out this answer, whatever it is. And it's just like, let everyone assume what that is. Like Mm. let everyone make the story up. It's kind of like what I say, I'm a single to let you guys know. Okay. And uh, my favorite thing to do if I'm like out and about is not talk. I'll say hello or whatever. And like, let females create the version of me they want. Interesting. So it's like the same thing with like the short form content. It's like you ask a question, you give a little bit of it and let everyone in the comments decide. What was that about? Wait, but with women at some point, they're going to find out. I'm just a goofy, silly guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But it's like at funny point, at first. It's funny yeah. at first. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm super goofy. So, so that's like, your hook is like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my hook. And then it's they're like, like, wait, you're I'm actually, mysterious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mysterious, yeah. mysterious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately for everyone watching, that's not going to work anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's they're, okay. yeah, they're going to be like, yeah. you're doing the thing now. You're not talking. I think everyone knows I'm goofy now, so. There's yeah. a uh, there's a great um, concept from J.J. Abrams about the mystery box, 
where he talks about, um, he bought this mystery magic box from a magic shop and it has a bunch of stuff inside, but it has a big question mark on it. And he put it in his office and he's never opened it. And he said, that's, that's what's intriguing about it is that I've never opened it. And mm. that's something about storytelling, right? Totally. Is that that box hasn't opened and to always have a mystery box in your story. Yeah. Because the audience fills the box with their own imagination. Right. And it's, he talks about like the shark in Jaws is a lot scarier because you never see the shark in Jaws. You know, like that's, I think, omission is such an important storytelling tool that sometimes I think we probably get afraid of, of leaving too much out, but audiences are very sophisticated especially audiences in short form content, the amount that they're consuming is unbelievable, right? <laughs> like the amount of stories they're watching in a, in a 30 second period is crazy. Insanity. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. What was the first platform that that format really hit on? Or were they all the same, like Reels, TikTok, and YouTube? And did you have a platform in mind? Were you like, I'm making TikToks? Or were you like, I'm making Instagram Reels? That's were you a like, good I'm question. making YouTube Shorts? Like what was your... What was so, your intention? Yeah, my intention was YouTube and always has been. Interesting. When I decided I'm going to go all in and like figure this out, I started calling up all my friends who like made TikTok videos and then just posted them on YouTube. Yeah. And they like blew their, you know, channels up to millions of subscribers, but like their long form content wasn't working. You know, they'd get like 5,000 views on a yeah. video. I'm like, this makes no sense. So I was like talking to my other YouTuber friends. And uh, I was like, I think the correlation between YouTube shorts and the YouTube video is like the key and it's going to cross over at some point. And I was like, and I think they have to be like so uniquely similar that people will go watch it. And like, that's how you have to structure everything. So everything that I was making was for YouTube shorts to blow up my long form YouTube channel. Wow. Yeah. You were very ahead of the curve there. Cause like this premise that we talk about a lot of now that the hybrid creator right. is definitely like the future of the platform and YouTube's the only platform where that can happen in one place. Right. What was it about long form YouTube videos that was aspirational or interesting for you? That that was the end goal? Yeah, um, I just think they're more fun, honestly. <laughs> you can just like do more with it. They're more fun to make, they're yeah. more fun to edit, they're more fun to be a part of. You can like just add more silly concepts in there. Um, plus like I just grew up watching all these YouTubers and stuff. So it was kind of like- How old are you? I, I want to do that, I'm 30. Oh, you're 30. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, 30. We're in the same range. He's like, oh, we're all 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was go. afraid. Yeah, you were going to be like, I'm 22. I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. Man. Everybody thinks I'm 26. What do you yeah. guys think? You have, my you have 26 on. energy. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. I think we have like 40 energy, but we're yeah. trying to. Specifically you. No, yeah. you're good. You're sexy over <laughs> right, here. Yeah. Like we're chatting about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I am getting way too gray for this career now. Yeah, that's so interesting. I feel like th probably there's a large crop of people in their early 20s or teens who, who I would assume want to become TikTok creators. But I think YouTube is still kind of this space of like career. When you think career, you think YouTube. Yeah, right? for sure. And I mean, the argument on TikTok has always been, how do we get our followers over to YouTube? <laughs> right. It's Every like, conversation. Yeah. How do we uh, get them to the other platform? I was right. like, dude. YouTube shorts, they're right there. You yeah. just have to figure out how to get them to the long form video. Do, do you think young, younger TikTok creators have that same mindset that YouTube is the place for career? Obviously, Samir and I talk about it all the time. Right. But I'm curious as someone who like, I consider you to be so much more on the New York TikTok scene. Right. When you speak with TikTokers in New York, are they also looking at YouTube that way? Uh, do they have that understanding? That's a good question. I think no. 
I, I talk to like a lot of kids, like whenever I can get around like a 15 year old that happens to be like in a circle, I'll just start, start beaming them with questions. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. what platform do you, Dude, like, what totally. do you look at? I was like, what yeah. do you want to be? And they're like, TikTok. They always say TikTok. And I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. Yeah, really no one says I want to be a B-reeler. You know? Yeah, yeah, B-reeler. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> I'm trying to be a Snapchatter. No, definitely not. But I think people are still like not utilizing YouTube shorts like they should be. I personally think that's where everything's going, you know? I agree. I think what you said about how similar they need to be, I think is a really important note. I think that's actually like, that is the recipe for success now. Right. And the thing that I think you do really well is that your YouTube shorts work across the other platforms too. Right. Right. So yeah. like now you've not only uh, TikTok and Instagram, but also Snap. Like they, they work across every platform is a vertical video platform now. Less platforms are horizontal video platforms. That is, it seems like crazy to think about, right? Yeah, it blows my mind. I say, I tell everyone, I'm like, this is the easiest time to make content ever. I was right. like, you make one video and you post it everywhere. And then some people will like rebuttal and be like, well, you have this format that works everywhere. Obviously yeah. mine doesn't work everywhere. And I'm like, well, did you post it there? Like, yeah, do yeah, you yeah. know? Like, yeah, you, you don't know? know. I don't know. I just think you make I, one video, post it everywhere and see what happens. I know? would say I'm, I definitely, I mean, Colin and I talked about this the other day. Like, I feel very jealous of the fact that you found a format. Interesting. Like, I, I know we have a long form format. Right. Like we do long form conversation. Um, but your short form format, I think is, I can empathize with other people who look at you and be like, damn, but you have a, a format that you cracked because you do that format so well. And in, in media or entertainment or this, this career of creativity, like a format unlocks a lot. It's like the key to, to a lot. And I'm curious, like you kind of described that first, first one went viral. What was going through your mind then? Were you just like hooked on that? And you're like, that's the format now. I'm going to go produce as many of these as possible. For sure. That was yeah, it. It was it. it. It was game over. I and was you, like, you knew that. You knew that format could unlock oh, yeah. the career. I was like, this is like, you know, I watched Logan Paul, Casey and I set the daily vloggers and I was like, Caleb, if there's ever a time where you have to go make a video every day, it's like right now, like mm. this is it. Like it's all about scaling it. How much output can you do? Like that's it. And how has the, your business evolved throughout all of that daily output? Like I'm always curious for a short form creator, what does it look like when brands start reaching out, the platforms start paying you? What Yo. scale do you have to get at? to really think that this could be a real career. Totally. It took a lot of conversation actually. Cause like, uh, I told you I had 4 million followers on TikTok before. Yeah. I never made like anything crazy. I made like uh, 90 grand one year and then yeah. like 70 grand one year. So I was like, all right, like what are these other creators making who are doing like half a billion views yeah. across all social? Like what, what are they doing? Or these bigger creators. So that was just me picking up the phone and just like trying to contact everybody. Hey, what are you charging? What are you making? Like, I just, I wasn't scared to ask anymore. I'm just like, tell me the information. If you're not willing to tell me, I'll ask somebody else. Um, so uh, what's the exact question? I know you're going to ask me about money right now. <laughs> well, what I actually want to know is how did it become a business for you? Like, was it a brand that reached out? Was it multiple brands? Was it the platform starting to pay you. We're going to ask you how much yeah. the platforms like, pay you. What was the first dollar that came in for this format? Like, and how did it come in? For this format, the first dollar. Um, you know, I guess it was probably just like the TikTok creator fund mm. because I'm doing so 
well on TikTok, like so yeah. many views. So I'm making like eight to 10 grand a month just through that. Holy shit. Which is like a lot. For, uh, the, yeah. the, the screenshots of TikTok creator funds I've seen are not yeah, they're anywhere not close that. to that. But I don't expect it to stay that way because TikTok is very much like this. Eight to 10 grand a month on TikTok. Yeah. That's really I mean, good. When your rent is two grand a month. Yeah, I know. That's great. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, then I had like a few little brand deals come in. I've said no to mostly like yeah. 99% of everything. Yeah. Um, just because I recognized like, this is like a real chance to build like a real business behind yeah. this, like yeah. a real products or whatever it is I want to do. There's so much yeah. opportunity. But I did do a couple of brand deals. One, literally one was for like two grand, you know? I was like, okay, let's just do that. Yeah. Um, and then my, the last little brand deal I did was like for like 30K cool. that I closed on like two months ago or something. And that's, when you close on a brand deal, and it's 30K, is the assumption that that brand shows up on all the platforms or is it for a specific platform? That was just one post on Instagram. Yeah. One post on Instagram. Right. Wow. Do you find that rates are higher from brands? Uh, like, does it vary across the platform? Is Instagram higher than TikTok for you? Is it higher than YouTube? It's actually really interesting. I feel like it's all about education for the brands. The brands have no idea what the hell is going on. Like, the, you'll be like, I'm doing this on YouTube Shorts. And they're like, wow. We, do, we haven't even done a brand Yeah, deal we don't do you, brand yeah. deals on YouTube, on YouTube shorts. shorts. Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? Every, I think most brands are most comfortable with Instagram. They're still getting their feet wet with TikTok, it seems. Um, but yeah, then we package it all together. I mean, right now it's like what we are pitching is like in six, the six-figure range yeah. of like, here's the package deal. Six across figures. multiple right. platforms or across multiple posts? Uh, multiple platforms, one post. Yeah. yeah, for me, I feel like that's, that's where you should live because that's, you're doing like- one video on average across all three platforms, or let's say four with Snap, what's that? What's what's your gut on how many views that video gets now? Minimum five million. Minimum five million views. Yeah, minimum. And when you're doing a branded post, and is it still like someone's apartment tour? Um, I've done some street interview stuff. Yeah, street interview stuff. Uh, we actually haven't dove into that yet. Yeah. Which has been interesting because I've just said no to everything. Nothing's felt interesting. right. Interesting. If you yeah. were to do an apartment, to, like your same format with a brand, would you like cut the person in? Let's say like you wanted to do my apartment. Like, right. would you, would you pay me a fee to do it? I always wonder with this type of content, like how do you. Oh, like if someone's like, I want you to do my apartment, will you pay for it? Is no, no. Or if like, a brand comes to you and yeah. they want the format. If oh, a, let's yeah, say yeah. let's say Coca Cola comes to you and is like, "Will you do an apartment tour? Will you do a series of three apartment tours? Here's you know three hundred grand. Plug in a Coca Cola. Yeah, that makes the most sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's like apartments of full of products. Like right. <laughs> actually, this one video I did with this Sports Illustrated swimsuit model Haley. Shout out to Haley. She's a cool girl. I opened up her fridge and it was just like full of an energy drink. Right. And everyone's like, and I was just making fun of it because it was just stacked. And then they were yeah. like kind of everywhere. And everyone was like, was that a brand deal? Mm. And I was like, no, I was just making fun of the energy drink. Mm. And then everyone's like, well, that should have been a brand deal. And I'm right. like, well, that's how easy it could be, you know? It's kind of a cool idea to think about reaching out to to a brand like Nike or, you know, brands that have celebrity ambassadors mm -hmm. and that have cool shit in their house from the, the brand. Totally. Where you're like, we will go tour three of your celebrity ambassadors brands, like Red Bull, right? And they all have custom Red Bull fridges or custom Red Bull cars or something. Right. You know, it's like a, it's- I've actually had really conversations cool. with Red Bull with about Red Bull. this specifically. They're yeah. probably the most mm. like in the weeds with their athletes where they give them cool shit. Yeah, You know, definitely. so that's, and, and they're like- And they have cool homes. And, and they have cool homes, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. 
That's song. dope. But I also could see even non-celebrities like Target getting involved and like gifting mm. to some of the people yep. who you tour their homes, right? Like it, there, right. there's so many ways to integrate where it doesn't just have to be like the celebrity endorsement. Right, sure. like you reach out to Casper or Purple mm-hmm. and you're like, who have you done deals with? Who has a Purple mattress? I'll go to them and Definitely. I'll do my flop on on the Purple mattress and say like, ooh, Purple mattress. Yeah, I mean, I've got a Casper mattress, so. Yeah, I got, a, I got a Nectar. Okay, so we have the entire <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, are Great. you going to ask us to do our, tours of our places? Uh, you don't have to. I'm just curious. Do you live in somewhere cool or no? What mm. what oh, constitutes oh, that's cool? A good, that's a good. Like, question. do you think it's cool? Do you like it? I live in, in an incredibly suburban lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. I think Collins yeah. is more radical. I think I've cool. done a lot. With, yeah, you know what we have. Yeah. Oh, so you like you seem more excited. So I'm, that's very, I'm very I'm very excited about my excited, place. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I would be excited to host you, but I think it would be underwhelming on Instagram. I think people would be like, <laughs> oh, "Okay, cool. This guy has a pretty normal suburban." <laughs> gotcha. Home. My place has been more of like a labor of love. Gotcha. So yeah. we we'll do Collins. Yeah. Do Collins. Yeah, 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 we'll do Come Collins. on over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Perfect. <laughs> so, like, as you started making money on on. TikTok, like how do the other platforms, like I think everyone who makes short form content is curious or young creators who want to get into short form content are curious about the differences amongst the platforms. Totally. Today, which platform do you make the most money on from just purely platform revenue? YouTube shorts. YouTube shorts. Yeah. My bonuses, it was the first bonus was like 9k. Then the second one was like about 12k. Wow. So I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. And then like, I just got an email. Like, oh, cool. I've just been posting over here to just grow my YouTube channel. And now I got some bonuses. And YouTube as a whole, because you have some long form videos that have a ton of viewership. Yeah. Do those drive a a lot of revenue as well? Well, no, actually, because (laughs) I hadn't had my YouTube channel monetized when these first videos blew up. Oh. And I was trying to get it monetized. I had some like issues with trying to get the pin from YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, dude, your video's at like 5 million views. Then it was like at 8 and then at like 10. And then- Okay, uh, so if people don't know, the pin situation with YouTube. Mm -hmm. I I can't even believe you brought this up. I forgot about this because this is so many years ago. But to once you do your AdSense thing online, they send you a physical letter- that has a pin on it, right? Yep, yep. And you have to have that pin and input that pin to get monetized. Totally. That it, letter it, it is so elusive. So elusive. It's it so never elusive. showed. It never, it never shows up. And then they're like, we yeah. send it to you. And you're like, can you resend it? Yeah. I kind of love it. I love the analog nature of it. Yeah. Like you're about to embark on such a digital career. Yeah. And I know. yet you still need to go yeah, through piece this of paper analog in the process. Yeah. 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 Uh, I will say I had like 15K subscribers. And literally in my head, I was saying like, Oh, should I monetize my channel? It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like it doesn't really matter. And I was like, well, let's just do it now. Cause like, yep. whatever, let's get it over with. And then all my, my channel blew up. I was getting so many views. And then everyone's like, that sucks. You missed out on so much money. And I was like, well, to be honest, I wasn't even going to click the button. Right. So like, it's fine. Like yeah. I'm, I'm happy it blew up. There's more money to make in the future. Like yeah. who, who cares? That's a good mindset. I think, yeah. um, I think a lot of times as creators, especially when things start to hit, you kind of feel like you're in a rush. But like, yeah. if, these, if, if what you're doing right now fit in with the core elements of how you want to live your life, then you're just going to be in it. Totally. Like I think Colin and I have been in this for 11 years. I don't see any end in sight. So like we, if, we, if we miss something or move a little slower at times, it's kind of like, yeah, but we're in this probably for like more decades. So we'll just kind of, you know, we'll, we'll press going. the gas when we press the gas and, and we won't at other times. And exactly. That's the only way that I can see that this will become very sustainable. And like, 
I enjoy it a lot. So I hope to do it for a long time. Exactly. I was talking with a friend about that the other day. Cause he's got a, I won't, I won't say who it is, but he has like a million followers on Instagram and he's like, he does movies and stuff or he's trying to get more into that. Yeah. And he was telling me, he's like, yeah, just like, what am I going to do? Make Instagram content for like these people for the rest of my life. And I was like, you got it backwards, man. Yeah. I was like, look at all the biggest celebrities in the world. They make it for a reason. Yeah. Like this is a lifelong mission. Like yes. if you like making content, you're making content. Agreed. Then you get to make videos yeah. or you get mm-hmm. to make movies, I should say, or TV shows or yeah. like whatever else it is. It's like, well, just change that perspective. What's been your relationship uh, with money as like a, as like a creative going throughout your journey? Like has, has money been a pain point for you? <laughs> has it been like elusive? Has like, was yeah. it shocking that you started to get this much money from the platforms? Yeah. I mean, I've pretty much been like broke, Got like it. M- trying to make it, you know, okay. pick up, move to New York, lived in a tiny apartment, like couldn't afford a camera barely, you know, break your camera, can't afford another one. You know, I've been on the struggle bus Yeah, as much as people would say, but I knew the type of money you can make. So when money started coming in, I was just like, cool. Like I knew this was very possible and I could do this. And I knew I was determined enough, you know, to make that happen. So it was more of just like, cool, now I get to keep making videos. Was it surprising when success came? Uh, It didn't really feel that way. Mm. It didn't really feel surprising, actually. It just felt, I felt more happy that I was determined to just like keep trucking away at it. I was more proud of myself that I was disciplined enough to make the videos Mm. every day and like, quit the other things in my life that were distracting me from just focusing on the thing. And do you feel now like you have a plan for the next phase of this or are you still heads down in the current, current phase? I think it's, uh, I'm in with both feet, like I'm heads down, but I have a building out a plan. Yeah. We interviewed Victoria Paris. Victoria, um, said to us like, and this is like 2020, this is like right when she was starting to pick up steam on, on TikTok. We interviewed her and she yeah. said this thing. She was like, I'm not a creative person. I'm a consistent person. And that was such an interesting thing to say because Colin and I both have agreed that we feel the opposite. We're not as consistent as we are creative. Like we, we really enjoy a new creative challenge and it's hard for us to lock into a format and be like, we will just do this format now. Yeah. It's really hard for us to do that. Like ever, even though now we found that like interviews and talk show is kind of our, you know, where we're, where we're going. Every episode is different. We change it. We change the set. We change the, uh, the graphics. We change how it looks. And, you know, in, in Q4 of last year, we made a 48 minute documentary with Mr. Beast. Like we just like, we got to do something different, you know, and we want it to be the same topic and the same value proposition of educational towards, um, the next generation of creators, but we're not as consistent because when we lock into a format, we get into this place of like, what are we going to just do this now? You know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm curious if you have that yeah. feeling ever. Are you ever like, what am I just going to do these apartment tours now? Uh, that's a great question. The answer is it doesn't matter. You know, before I was making pizza videos, you know, before I was making prank videos or like uh, educational videos about NFTs or whatever it is. And I'm just like, it doesn't matter if I'm like attached to like an idea or a thing. I'm like, I'm just happy I get to go make the video. Mm. So a lot of people are like, are you just going to be the apartment tour guy now? And I'm like, what's the matter? Like I get to go make the video. I just want to make the video. Mm. Man. Yeah. That's cool. How yeah. important like that. is it to you that your personality comes out in the video? Because you know, the, your format actually can be replicated. Totally. Easily. Right. Especially totally. considering how much you are behind the camera. How much do you think about 
And people are doing that. And people are doing it. Yeah, yeah. People are copying your format. I get sent them all the time. Yeah. Um, You know, there was actually a specific moment in time where I decided I was just going to like be myself fully online and like no, not hold back or think about what people would think about my personality or anything. I was doing my own apartment tour, like long form video. And I was like, I just looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, Caleb, just be yourself. And like some people will think it's okay and some people won't. And that's okay. Just like be yourself fully. So I do think that's like the difference between me and the other people is that I'm just like going in there into yeah. people's homes and like trying to connect and be myself. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, um, I've been thinking a lot about this concept. I, I listened to this book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Great book. Great book. He talks about the kind of like habitual cycle of um, cue, craving, response, reward. And I've been thinking about it in the, in the premise of like the algorithmic feedback loop versus the artistic feedback loop. So the algorithmic, or let's start with the artist. The artist feedback loop is the cue is like, hmm, I have an idea. The craving is I want to go make that thing. I got to go say it now. Like I have to go say it. The response is you go make it and you say it. And then the reward is I said it. I did it. I made the video. That's a reward. The algorithmic loop is the cue is, whoa, that video got a million views. The craving is I want a million views. The response is I'm going to make that video exactly. The reward is I got a million views, right? It's two totally different feedback loops. And the one that has longevity, in my opinion, is the artistic one. Totally. There, there can be a lot of success in the algorithmic one to say like, let me reverse engineer. It's what you did to start, right? Yep. Let me look at what works and let me reverse engineer it. But then eventually you have to get into a place where you have a craving to say it, not just a craving for the outcome. You know, like you have to, you have to crave the outcome of like, I said it, I did it. Definitely. Definitely. And I think that's like, if you can stay in that space, you can have a long career. You know, like how do you react when one of your videos doesn't perform? At this point, I just know I'm going to make another one. So it doesn't bother me. Yeah. It's like, all videos can't get 40 million views or a hundred million views. It's just impossible. Yeah. Do you deal with any negative feedback that you think is specific to the type of content you make? Like, are there comments that are, you see, uh, cause like it's a pretty intimate thing to tour someone's apartment. It has to do with money, has to do with their lifestyle, what they're going through. And like, you're the portal for that. Yeah. I think the most difficult part of the entire experience actually has nothing to do with me and everything to do with the person willing to expose their life. And I actually have to like sit down and chat with them and say, Hey, listen, there's going to be comments from, I hate this person to, I love this person to daddy's money, parents money to, uh, yeah, all of the above, like making fun of them maybe because they like guys or maybe they like girls or mm. all these things. And these people aren't used to that on the internet at all. So I think that's the most difficult part for me because it like actually affects these people. And right. sometimes I see them like commenting back or like getting yeah. caught up in it. And I'm just like, fuck, like they didn't ask for this, you know, mm. even though I like sat down and told them this is going to happen. They don't necessarily believe me, but I've just seen it happen time and time again. So I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That- yeah, that like the 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 audience is going to judge the subject totally less than they're going to judge you totally right the, the they, creator the only thing they judge of me is like the type of people I decide to sure. post on my show like even doing too many influencers we want right. regular people yeah we need more people of color on your yeah. show we need this we need that which I do listen to all these things mm-hmm. but uh, yeah it's mainly like the person who's getting their fifteen minutes of fame it's just like 
I have to like talk them through it. Yeah. And have people like, has anyone who's been on that show generated a following from it? Like, are there people oh, who yeah, have like blown for up? Sure. Yeah. People have gotten hundreds of thousands of followers from one video. Wow. People have gotten job offers. I know someone that made over half a million dollar through art sales after, but well, I won't say who whoa. it is, but uh, Barbara Corcoran, when I did her home, she got an offer on her house. She said they would have paid anything for it. So it's like, it's one of these things where like I am platforming people, I'm giving them a stage. So I am like kind of careful about who I might not want on the show. So if you do Colin's house, he might blow up and leave the show, leave the Colin's yeah, show. Maybe it yeah, maybe happen. it could happen. <laughs> it's probably inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> it's inevitable. Again, yeah. And a guy like me in a town yeah. like this, yeah. looking like this. I know. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. You yeah. are in Hollywood. Exactly. Yeah. LA. Yeah. I came to Hollywood for a reason. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm curious. You bring up Barbara Corcoran. Yeah. Did she reach out to you? Yeah, she DM me. Can you explain for anyone who doesn't know who Barbara Corcoran is? Yeah, Barbara Corcoran, she sold like a big real estate mogul for like a billion dollars and she's on Shark Tank. She's one of the hosts yeah. on Shark Tank. Yeah. yeah, that was really cool for me to see. For me, that was, you know, obviously you're in, you're in our age range, so you watched MTV Cribs growing up. Yep. For me, like I think a lot of people compare you to MTV Cribs, uh, like the modern version. That moment for me was like someone, I was like, oh shit, that's like a celebrity I'm, very interested in seeing their home. Yeah. And you're the one, you're my access point to that now. Totally. That was really cool for me. Is there a uh, lot of outreach from people, whether they're celebrities or not, of people who want you to come to their home? Yeah, everybody does. Mainly because of like, people have seen like the growth and yeah. like, uh, I can just platform somebody now. Yeah. Which is kind of scary. Yeah, it is Honestly, scary. it's like yeah. weird. Yeah, well, Hollywood, here I come. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. Yeah. My house is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, yeah. it is cool. It is cool, actually. You know, it's actually funny because someone said, uh, or I did one in Venice Beach here, Greg Sipes, and I yeah, got I like watched that one. 12 million views or yeah. something. And he's like, you made my home famous, man. Yeah. And I was like, you actually made it famous, actually, because I was yeah. like, if you actually have something to offer to show the world that people mm -hmm. resonate with, mm -hmm. then you'll blow up. Like, yeah. if you don't have that, then it's not going to happen. You For know? sure. How often do you tour someone's apartment and not post it? Never happened. Never happened. Wow. Never happened. Never been an underwhelming apartment. I'm just like, uh, I don't think it's about, even if it is underwhelming, it's just like the person's probably said some cool things and like, yeah, I'm just posting it. Like, let's see what happens, you know? Interesting. That's it, cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, so the Barbara Corcoran story, like how did that go down? Yeah. Honest, I guess there was like a few like shocking developments that were like <laughs> happening. Like when I got a text from Barbara Corcoran, I was like walking down my stairs and I was yeah. like, look at who just DM me. It's like my roommate. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't know. So then I was like talking with her assistant and then we set up the time, you know, until I'm in someone's home, like I don't believe it's going to happen. You know, like a lot of people have yeah. reached out and asked, but, uh, yeah, I was, I'm actually have like a little mini doc coming out about my life a little bit. So I had someone filming, uh, they had their social media team there. You know, I just showed up and Barbara was like, I'm actually jealous. Like, I'm so jealous of what you've built and like this whole thing. I don't know how I didn't think about it. And I was like, whoa, Barbara Corcoran's like telling me she's yeah, jealous of me crazy. and my series right now. Then we just like walked through, um, did the whole thing. And then I just was like, Barbara, what would you do if you were in my situation? Like, what would you build? Like, what would you do with this? And she just told me, <laughs> she said, are you making any money? I was like, a little bit. She's like, well, you can definitely 100X that. That's like exactly what she said to me. And then she said, go take your team, disappear for a week 
and just let your mind just like go into a million different directions. She's like, you haven't thought about the money making idea yet. And if you think you have, you're probably wrong. Mm. Mm. That's good wow, advice. That's great advice. Yeah. Really, really good advice. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, so you haven't thought of the big money making idea? I don't think so, actually. Yeah. There's been so many conversations. What have been some of the most compelling ideas? Oh, I don't know if I, I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, so basically, you know, everyone's like, talk to a real estate agent, you know, yeah. real estate, yeah. billions of dollars in there. So I talk to real estate agents, then they're like, become a real estate agent. And I'm like, no, but like, if you had half a billion <laughs> people looking at your real estate content, right. would you try to sell a home or would you create like a database or information mm. or make some technology? Yeah. Like, what would you do? And then they're Is like, it like an Airbnb style thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or something like that. New like a, app. like a, a Zillow or an apartments.com mm -hmm. or, or something. Cause like there's no name attached to those things really. Yeah. So it's just like interesting to let your mind spiral in that direction. It's definitely direction. interesting to think about like, like you think about uh, Greg's place in Venice. That was a really cool place. Totally. It had like a sauna in it, right? Yeah. And you know, if at the end of that, it's like, and you can book it right here. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, damn, yeah. I want to go to Venice beach and I'll just stay in that place. That place looks really cool. It has a sauna. Totally. Like you're giving if I could engage, if I could have the experience you had, which is walking into this space after you showed it to me and showed me how cool it is, that'd be pretty cool. For sure. When I was in Miami, we accidentally rented a, a Drake villa. Mm. It was Drake themed. Hilarious. Like Drake's face was like everywhere in the villa. Okay. And I just like posted on my Instagram story. Like we accidentally booked this place. The amount of DMs I got like, oh, I want to book that place. Caleb right, stayed right, right. there and yeah, he yeah. showed it. And I was like, whoa, this is interesting. Yeah. You know, so there's also a world of like, there, there's a really interesting business called Scott's cheap flights. Yeah. You know business. Yeah. So like, it's like a pretty good business just about like pretty good. He makes a shitload of money. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's a really good business, <laughs> yeah. multi-million dollar business yeah. off of flight deals. Totally. Right. So imagine if it's like, Hey, there's a really dope deal to go stay in Joshua tree right now. Yeah, no, exactly. I actually you know, uh, had a really enlightening conversation with the CEO of uh, Nectar Mattress, actually. And he brought up like Scott's cheap flights. Yeah. He's like, you should honestly become that of like, you know, how like apartment Apartments rentals or, or yeah, whatever totally. it is. Absolutely. And I was like, it's not a bad idea. Wow. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's really cool. And that's really where my head has been. Like, you know, um, there is brand money and there's like as much as you can make with that. And that only relies on if your content does well. Yeah. Uh, so like really, instead of taking a brand deal in like in spending my time and energy to make 10,000, 50,000, whatever, mm -hmm. I'm like, I should be spending my time and energy figuring out what business I'm going to build like in these early stages sure. and not like stealing my time and energy to please a brand. I'm with that. I also you know? think though that brand deals for creators offer this, uh, offer amazing capital. Yeah. Cause you, you can then take that capital and put it into this idea. For as sure. well as an understanding of what's relevant to your right. audience and like what's true. comfortable How your audience for you to reacting. talk about. Yeah. True. Very yeah. True. I think, I think there's, I think that sentiment I hear a lot from creators of like, why would I do a brand deal when I can build my own business? I, I really think the answer is like, it's, it's amazing capital to build your business. And it's also amazing right. information about what your audience reacts to. If a brand keeps renewing with you, that's working. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's working. You're driving sales for them. We talked about this with Mark Rober, actually. Mark mm -hmm. Rober's, you know, he's a, oh, yeah, big, you know, obviously big engineering creator, but he was like kind of recognizing the brands that were renewing him. And then he built his business Crunch Labs. 
uh, as a subscription box. And he kind of like pieced together. Mm, that's smart. Like, oh, wait, yeah, the, yeah. this is where I'm driving sales for these brands. Right. So let me build a company that looks like that. Right. Right. Cause it's like he gets to test it out. Basically. Exactly. You're yeah. testing it out and you're getting paid to test it out. Right. So I, I think, um, I think that sentiment is fine, but I think brand, brand partnerships are an instrumental part of learning about your audience and, and also getting paid to do it. It's like, it's such a great, mutually beneficial thing to do. Totally. Well, uh, now that you gave me that awesome yeah. piece of advice, what would you do if you were me? Yeah. So I have a question. First, I would uh, like, I'm going to ask you a few questions here, clarifying questions. So okay. outside of your rent, do you have any other expenses that are like, like what are your operating expenses to do what you do? I mean, oh, what are my operating expenses? It's probably around 30, uh, no, 4K a month. 4K a month. Yeah. Okay. And so, and in, across the platforms, what do you, are you comfortable sharing? What do you think you're making generally every month? Around 35 or 40K just from platforms. Just from platforms. Right. Not with brand deals. Right. Okay. And that's without Facebook monetized yet or Snapchat show that's coming in. So you're paying a lot in taxes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, <laughs> so you need some write-offs, right? Like you need to yep. invest in the mm -hmm. business now. I would think that your next phase, like number one, I wouldn't take your foot off the gas in the type of content you're making. I think a lot of creators jump a little too early to the next business. It's going to split your focus. So like you need to keep becoming Caleb Simpson. And I think number one would be, I need to see your face more. Like I would like to see your face more so that I have a deeper connection with Caleb Simpson. And that as more and more people naturally are going to do the exact same content that you do because it's working, they know when it's a Caleb Simpson video, you know, and there's, and maybe it's, it's your face or maybe it's some way to really recognize, like if I were to try and exactly copy your video, I couldn't do it because of this element. I think specifically with the long form videos, which yeah. you are more visible in the long form videos as it is, but like home tours with a host is a format of long form video. Right. And that is like the opportunity to drive home a relationship with it, with a true community. Yeah. So I think, I think like investing more in what makes your brand, your brand and, and your personal brand, like who's Caleb and then long form content without question. So I think that'll give you your base of like the brand continues to grow. The second thing is I think I would select, um, I would, I would look around to like really good people. Like who, who is, who are the really good people who are going to be around you for this next chapter? Yeah. That's, that's like, I think in my 10 years, I've learned that that is the X factor. Like, do you have really good people to support you in the next phase? Because the amount of money that comes in as you find success, it's a lot. And it's, it's a little bit too easy for people around you to take advantage of that, right? For someone to look and be like, I'll manage you. I'll, I'll take a percentage of this. I'll take a percentage of that and we'll build, you know, but like not being real about that. Like who are the real people who you can trust and build a team around you to be like, these people are going to help me take it to the next level. Cause you need to stay in, in the pocket of being Caleb. So like, who's that operational partner? Who's like, I will evaluate and bring to you and say, is it the Scott's cheap flights? Is it a partnership with Airbnb? You know, here's our options. Let's talk through this. And keeping that really intimate and tight, I think is really important. So very good advice. And then I think you need to do the same practice that you did with wanting to become a content creator with wanting to become a business owner. What are the core elements from a lifestyle perspective? Like what are the problems you want to solve on a day-to-day -day basis? Because theoretically from like a monetary perspective, you're going to be fine for a while. 
you could do nothing. You could just keep making these videos and just not change and then evolve with the platforms as they evolve. You're sharp enough to do that. But if you really want to become an entrepreneur and a business owner, you're going to have to decide what type of life you want to live um, and then who you want to surround yourself to do that with. Putting myself in your shoes, it would be hard for me not to just want to focus on the content and just say, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to do Paris right. for three months. I'm going to go do London, LA, all these major, Tokyo, Melbourne. Like I would just be so <laughs> interested selfishly. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In getting to experience that as someone yeah. who hasn't found that combination of like work and travel slash adventure. Right. Totally. You know? Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, those cool. places are all coming this year. That's so dope. Actually. Yeah. 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 How I think exciting is that? It's so exciting. Like, come on. No, it's insane. insane. It's literally crazy. I also, yeah, yeah. I also think you can just stay in this pocket for a while. Like why, 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 what's the rush? There you is know? no rush. There's no rush. Yeah. And it's funny too, because this show concept, right? Like people are like, what are you going to do? Just apartment tours? I was like, literally I could do this for the rest of my life. Like this show right. never dies. Like this show has been one, around forever. This yeah. is the one show that never dies. Like literally people will look into people's homes for the rest of yeah, TV it, and it, entertainment. It might become more saturated. There might be a yeah. competitor yeah. soon. That's like, yeah. there's Caleb and then there's this guy. I think there I already like is competition. Like yeah. not as much on short form, but especially in long form. I think that's going to be yeah. where you're going to again have to separate yourself. And you already are. But that's yeah. like, I think as you, as you go to Paris, as you go to Tokyo, as you go to London, all these places... What is it that makes it truly yours? For sure. And I actually think the X factor is I did do it like a deep dive on all the TV shows and YouTube shows and like what they do. And I realized like there is no host with a personality yeah, that goes in and true. just like is silly and fun and, and doesn't care really. Cause I just don't care. I'm yeah, just in there just like, yo, what's good? Yeah. Let's run around in your home. I'm going to jump on your furniture, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. And like a real show, like they won't do that. You know, yeah. they're not willing to like, quote unquote, like be a little silly and like fuck some shit up. Mm -hmm. Totally. I think that's, I mean, more, more people will probably start doing that because they see that's fun. But yeah. I, how do you do a brand deal in a short form piece of content? Like where does it fit? I mean, I think it fits like uh, what we discussed before of like, I'm in an apartment, you can kind of plug a product anywhere. Got it. Got it. But like you're not it, doing like, like you're not reading out something long about the brand. It's just kind of like, it's fitting definitely in naturally. Not. I did one of those on YouTube and then I was like, I'm never doing that again. You did, was it HelloFresh? What was it? No, it was Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens, Athletic yeah. Athletic Greens, yeah. It's interesting too. I feel like I got played on that. That was like a lesson learned. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's hear it. Because uh, I jumped on like a call with them and then they were like, yeah, you can just say this and you can do that and you can do this. Cool. So I like went and just like did my thing. And then the person I was working with at the time was like, no, they sent over a whole script. I was like, what was the point of the phone call of them just saying, right. like, talk about this or right. talk about mm. that and not telling me that there was an entire script. Like yeah. I don't want to do it if there's a script. Right. It's just not cool. Sure. But uh, I know that's a lot of like what the game is, but I don't know. It just feels inauthentic. I think mm. the quote unquote game is evolving though. I think it has to, you know, I think brands are getting sharper. And I think also for us as creators, it's not in our, it's not to our advantage to make a bad 60 seconds in our video. Yeah. It's just not, mm -hmm. it's not, yeah. it's not advantageous to anyone. Yeah. And it would be much more, but it's a harder challenge you know, and I think people like Mr. Beast uh, are taking it on and like, yeah. you know, in Antarctica, what he did with Shopify, I thought was really interesting where like he decides to climb a mountain no one's ever climbed. And in the middle of that is telling you about Shopify and then names the mountain, Mount Shopify. It's kind of like a fun, weird thing, but it's part of the video. Um, and so it's not like, okay, here's the 60 second ad and here's the video. It's like, let me, 
let me try my best to like take your talking points and weave this in. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Video. But yeah, I've always found that to be like kind of a challenging thing to think about in short form content. Totally. You but, only have so much time. Yeah. 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 So we asked a bunch of people for questions on Twitter. This one's from the Juvie podcast. I really like it. Will TikTok stay relevant in 2023? For sure. 100%. Why do you think TikTok has staying power? Why, why does it have staying power? I mean, everyone likes the platform. They haven't gone over to YouTube Shorts yet. Some people like Instagram Reels, but um, I don't know. It's ability to just like the amount of trends that happen on there. And I'm like, I don't even know where these come from. Mm-hmm. Like the, just the content it feeds you is just insane. That's what I think YouTube will have to try and get or Reels or whoever it yeah. is. Exactly. That it has to become like a cultural center. Totally. Everything happens on TikTok and goes everywhere else. So yeah. until an, another platform like does that, it's like... TikTok's the it almost one. feels like Reddit. Or like yeah. Reddit still mm-hmm. is where so much of the internet comes from. Yeah, I mean, Reddit, I call totally it like the front page that. of the internet. Yeah. I was like, TikTok is like the video form of Reddit. Of Reddit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's where our culture comes from. Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder if TikTok will make it through just like being a Chinese owned platform, a non-US owned platform. Like, I don't know. The US just has never dealt with this. Yeah. They've never had to deal with this, right? Totally. Where a major tech platform is not US based. I'm okay either way, whether the platform yeah. stays or goes. Yeah, it's you're fine with me. At this point, there's enough short form vertical platforms. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. All right, let's see what else. Here's another one from Grady Hooper. How do you survive New York? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, well, you, you cry a lot. Um, <laughs> you're, you're quite miserable. Um, grit, I guess is the word. You know, someone told me New York City doesn't open itself up until you show your staying power. Like oh, You have wow, to show cool. you are here and you're willing to live here and you're committed to this city. And I believe that fully. Like I wanted to give up and leave so many times. So, mm, yeah. Interesting. Here's another one from Harvest YT. He says, how do you think YouTube Shorts monetization will impact the shorts landscape? Yeah, that's a great question. I have no idea because I don't even know how much money it's going to bring in. Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest one. If it's like going to bring in creators a good bit of money, I think everyone will jump ship over there. What type of views are you doing every month on YouTube shorts? 300 to 500 million. 300 wow. to 500 million a month? Yeah, something like that. You are going to be, You're like gonna be the one case of study yeah. for yeah. how much money can you truly make with YouTube shorts monetization. Yeah, well, no one's going as hard as uh, me, I think. Yeah. That's, I mean, some people are. Like Isaiah Photo, Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he was like a model for me. And yeah, I was yeah, like, but sure. he doesn't post that much no, anymore. No, he doesn't post that. He posts more long-form content now. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think there was a lot of people who pushed really hard last year and then have kind of slowed down now. Right. But now's the time to push, in my opinion, because as shorts monetization rolls out, like, then that's the gonna, time. They're yeah. going to start again. <laughs> yeah, that's the time. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, that's that's interesting. Three hundred to five hundred million views a month. Holy shit, that's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. What's your most viral video? It has like sixty million views. Which one is that? On YouTube Shorts. It was actually the girl who lives in a van. Mm. Oh, that was a good one. And then yeah. you had a long form with that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was good. That was, that was a nerve wracking long form long form upload. Actually, why, why is that? It was actually the most nerve wracking video I ever uploaded. Why? Because the previous video went viral. You know, got like two oh, million views. I hate that. And then yeah. I was clicking like the next yeah. upload. Yeah. I was like, am I a failure? Yeah. Is this oh, going to work? Like, that is such a relatable <laughs> feeling of just like, 
I'll never be as good as that video. There's yeah, just no yeah, way, you know. This will get like 2,000 views. Such an ephemeral feeling to have a successful video. Yep. Because you just have to do mm -hmm. it again. You know, it's like such an ephemeral feeling. Yeah. It's insanity. All right, here's one that we kind of touched on a little bit, but it's from Metaverse. And he says, Caleb, the apartment guy. And we just threw out like a yeah. New York-based shorts creator and he just knew that it was you. He said, what was he doing before these shorts and TikToks blew up? I remember him on NFT now what was that like? Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of spoke to my background a little bit, but I've ultimately been on the internet for seven years trying to make videos or just making videos in yeah. general. Um, and a lot in the short form area. I think a lot of people think I blew up overnight, but I've been like literally grinding, like learning short form content for the past four or five years. I, I think it's also really fun. Like when we looked into your background and just went to your oldest YouTube videos, that's one of my favorite things to do and just be like, <laughs> Oh, this guy's like for real. Like he's really been trying. Yeah. And you know, I, I really like can empathize and understand that perspective of like, I just, I really want to do this YouTube thing. And you're just like making stuff, you know, like you've made so many different types of videos so on many. YouTube that I really appreciate when someone like that lands on a format and then like it hits. Cause I, I can understand. It's like, this is, you were just trying, Totally. you know, you're just trying a bunch of things. Like, I remember when we were first starting out, there's a channel called Epic Meal Time. Oh yeah, I know and, it. Right. Yeah, and I talked to um, Harley one time, the guy from Epic Meal Time, and he was like, yeah, this is our eighth channel. <laughs> you know, like we we tried so many different things and yeah. then this one hit. Yeah. And I really appreciate creatives like that. Totally. It's my third YouTube channel. Right. And I have yeah. like 500 videos on like another YouTube channel. No, 500 videos? Oh yeah, some, some shit like that. Yeah. What type of video? What, what it was, was just that? like vlogs or like whatever, you know? And did it, it just didn't hit? No, never. It never hit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Were you self-conscious at all during that time? Oh, for sure. 100%. Yeah. I kind of looked at it as like a challenge to like learn how to edit and make videos and stuff. Yeah. But I swear to God, every upload, I was like, this one's going to go viral. I don't know why I always <laughs> yeah. thought that. It doesn't matter what video. You know what's funny is that if there was vlogs that were like deeply personal to you and you're like, yeah, but like a million people are probably watching <laughs> yeah. it. You know, like it's like, it's about my like new jeans. Yeah. Like they're Depending on what it. time you're watching too, yeah. like there were a lot of daily vloggers making content like that. Right. Totally. So you're like, this is kind of like that. I'm sharing something about myself. Totally. Totally. Yeah. If why, that works, why wouldn't this a million work? people yeah. watch it? Yeah. Yeah. Because it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's so funny. Um, all right. Let's see. What else? What is your long term goal with TikTok? And does that differ from other platforms? Uh, I think it's like a unified goal on all the short form platforms, and that's to upload every day and just, uh, you know, analyze what's happening. Like if growth isn't as much on one platform or another, I'm like, okay, well maybe I need to add a call to action now. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're bored of the content and like, yeah. I'm not asking them to follow me or click subscribe, you know? So, uh, I think that's just it. It's like a uniform mission. Mm -hmm. Every platform matters on the short form side. Would you ever entertain a traditional media deal? Like a television show? In short, yes. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Cause I could see that in your future, like as a, as a potential option, like as I could see someone approaching you with that. Definitely. Have you, you've thought about it. Has yeah. anyone approached you about there's, it? Or? There's been yeah. some conversations. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So this is from Joshua Polino. How can other people based in NYC replicate this success? I, I think it's, a, it's an interesting question though. Yeah. I think I interpret it as like, what's like, how can people learn from what you did and, and replicate it? Like not exactly. Don't do apartment tours. But what did you do right? 
Yeah, I think uh, capitalizing on like a trend that's happening, which is like this man on the street thing is like a phenomenon right now. So yeah. it's like, how do you make that your own? And that's going to happen time and time again, like these phenomenons on the internet. Um, how do you expand upon that? Like my 10X rule, like it's like, okay, everyone's like talking to people on the street. How do we take it a step further than that or further and further than that? Um but if you want some ideas, like my friend Gabe DeSanti, who helps me mm -hmm. out a lot, uh, the other idea that was swirling around in my head outside of touring people's apartments was dirty jobs. Like I loved, yeah. I, I love the idea of taking old shows and like making them for short form yep. content. So I was like, the dirty jobs thing, I would really love mm -hmm. doing that. That'd be super fun. So I was like, Gabe, go ask people like how much they make for in a year and go to their job. And that's like going as viral as my series. Mm. Then another guy's doing like, how much do you pay? In food, and then he goes and cooks yeah. them a Dan? meal. Yeah, Dan, Dan Churchill. Churchill. Yeah, shout um, out to Dan. Which I, I'm a believer that there's a enough abundance out there for everyone, so I don't care. The, yeah. Go make it. So it's just like if you could take this formula and plug in something else mm -hmm. that is in those three things, go for there, it. There currently is enough abundance. If scarcity ever hits, we're all going to keep our ideas a lot closer to home. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I've found that, and my, my brother said this to me recently, he thought it was so interesting that, like I get together with YouTube creators quite a bit and we just talk about, you know, our ideas and share what's working, what's, we give each other advice and you only, you can only do that in a space where there's abundance. For sure. Like it's not other businesses that doesn't really happen as much if, if there's like, cause technically we're somewhat competing for eyeballs. Also like most people aren't going to execute. So it's just like, take this idea. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, that I is also true. think it's interesting, like even the question, how, how could someone replicate this success? It's a valid question. But when then you talk to you and realize that you had another YouTube channel, you've had three, one of them had 500 videos on it. You've been right. doing this for yeah. seven years or whatever it is. Yeah. Also, I love the premise yeah. of like the grit of yeah. New York City because I think that's also the grit of YouTube. Like if you prove that you're just not going to leave you know, you have to prove to this platform, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to leave. Yeah. You know, like, I'm just going to keep making <laughs> stuff here and like, That's, it's going to work New at York's, some point. New York's an interesting one. Cause I actually told myself when I moved to New York, I was like, you're not allowed to leave New York until you conquered it. Mm. And I didn't know what that looked like, yeah. but like I had this experience has actually happened. Like I go outside, people take pictures with me and, or whatever. They just yeah. like stop me on the street. I'm yeah. like, what is happening? And then the real moment happened the other night. I was at like a, a club in New York for New Year's. Uh oh, okay. And like right. everyone was just stopping me and chatting with me. They all knew who I was. Wow. And I was like, whoa. That's our first club story. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think like I like this idea I had in my head where yeah, it's like, like I wanted to like put my mark on New York. Like I did it. That's like, cool. I, I did it. You that's know? really cool. Yeah. Okay. This comes from Weird Stuff Ryan, whose avatar is him inside of a toilet pouring soda on his head. Uh, he says, what gets paid more, 1 billion shorts views or 10 million long form views? I mean, 10 million long. Oh, wait. Ten, 1 billion? 1 billion or 10 million. Because uh, you're, you're approaching 1 billion views on your channel right now, right? Yeah. Uh, that's, a, I don't know, actually. That's an interesting I question. I, th I think it depends on your CPM like on YouTube. On your, on your long form content. Yeah. yeah. If it's like really low, it's probably pretty close. Wow. But, but if it's high. I'll, so yeah. I think there, there's, there's some questions here around like, you know, how does the, the strategy differ from long form video to short form video? And I think with both of us here, it's kind of interesting to think about. I think your quantity of content has to be really high. Like you have to be putting out the amount of content you're putting out for it to hit. Do you, do you feel like that's right? Or like what to hit? 
I guess from like a revenue for, for your revenue to match up against like, even for us, like a two hour long podcast, we have a ton of ad breaks in that. Like we're able to monetize that at a pretty high scale. Right. Um, for, for you to match something like that or an, another creator's monetization, the, the reason why yours works is because you can batch a ton of these and, and put out a lot of them. Like the strategy for short form content is there's a quantity strategy, correct? Totally. Yeah, there's definitely a quantity strategy, but that's mainly to drive to my like long form audience. Got it. I never wanted to make a dollar from the short from form the short side. Form. I okay. never mm-hmm. even planned on that. Like I was like, the creator fund doesn't really pay that much. I yeah. never expected to get this many views. Yeah. Like the YouTube bonus, like shorts bonuses thing. I was like, I didn't even know that was coming. I didn't plan on that. Mm. Uh, and then like whatever they're doing on like the YouTube shorts side where they're going to run ads or whatever. Yeah. I just like in my head don't expect that to be anything. Mm-mm. I'm like, yeah. I think uh, that's the right mindset. Yeah. yeah. I'm just I like mean, trying to grow the long form side. Wh- has there been a purchase you've made now that you've, you know, found success as a creator? That's something you always wanted. <laughs> Cause I have something that I, th- the reason I bring this up is the past two new years, I've written down something I really want for myself. Yeah. That I'm like, when I make it, I'm going to buy this. And I've, absolutely come into enough income to, to buy this. And yeah. it's a cold plunge. That's all I want. I just want it's completely plunge. attainable. It's so attainable, but I won't buy it for myself because it almost is this What's cold plunge. So I like the plunge that one that you like lay down in, you know, cause it's like, it's got a whole like regulation system. Right. How much is the plunge? It's 5k, right? 5k, $5,000. Yeah, he knows. He knows. Oh yeah. Yeah. I got the ice barrel. Like, I was going to buy the ice barrel cause that's like in the $2,000 range, okay. but you got to put your own ice in. Yeah, it's a bitch. Yeah, I'm don't, not. I don't, don't know. Do put it. my own Wait, ice in with the plunge. It creates its own ice. It's, no, it's it it's cools an ice it, machine. It, you can set it at whatever temperature you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like it. Regulates it's a high it, end machine. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's a high, see. Now you feel the aspiration. I feel. Yeah. Eh, we'll see. I want it very badly, but I just won't <laughs> let myself buy it because I'm kind of like. You should buy it. It's going to help your life. Like legitimately, yeah. at least it's helping your life. It's not some dumb toy. I thought you were going to say like a car, a vintage car. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, so get the, we, we it, a, a health car. Yeah, get that. I'm going to call you in two, in two weeks. If you don't have that thing. I need oh, accountability be, partners yeah, in this because like, it's like, like essentially I, like a write-off. Do it. Like it's for your health. Yeah, I've, I've <laughs> stared not. at the, I've stayed at, stared at the uh, purchase button so much of this product, but. Yeah, you should get if it. If anyone's listening from the plunge, I also would take a deal. Yeah. Uh, I'd also, I'd love a sauna. Yeah. yeah. That's very attainable. That's even cheaper. Really? Yeah. I got to look into this. A two person sauna is two grand. Just as an FYI. So Caleb, do you have anything? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was just our time to air out what we yeah, our, yeah, our yeah. wish list. Totally. That's so funny. Um, I mean, the ocean's right here and it's really cold. I've been, I know it I've is been jumping cold. in it yeah, every it's morning. Very cold. It's free. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's a great question. One, I don't, I don't really like things. Mm. Like I'm not really attached to things and I throw my things out at the end of the year. Yeah. Because, uh, well, I didn't grow up with much, you know, I was like a one shoe kid with the holes in them until mm. the holes were too big. And then even when I got a little bit of money, I could like buy more clothes. I would realize I didn't really care about clothes or anything. Mainly like my why in life is to retire my mom Mm. and to like pay off all my family's debt. Beautiful. So that's like it. Even if there's one thing I want, which is like a motorcycle and a sidecar, which is like 10 grand. Yeah, you could do it. I'm just like, I'm not going to buy that until I've like done these other things. That's cool. So I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, I'm going to call you in two weeks and just check in to see if you've paid off all your family's <laughs> debt. <laughs> I need a few more months. Okay. Yeah. That's dope. So that'll happen this year. I think by the end of the year. Wow. That's amazing, dude. Yeah. That's amazing. Congrats. Is that a new tattoo on your arm? It is. It says, do all the things. 
That's dope. I like that. That's a good place to end. Yeah. It's good advice for everyone. Just do all the things. Do them all. Yeah. But I would say if you are having like a thought, if you're like, I want to create short form content. I want to make it on YouTube right now. Th this is like absolutely the time. There's a lot, there's always questions of like, is YouTube too, too saturated? Is this yeah. place too saturated? Like it's not good ideas are always good ideas. Totally. You know, like you can do it. It's going to get more competitive, but if you actually want to do it, you can do it. Yeah. I was yeah. actually, I'll say one more thing. I was yeah. like, uh, getting coffee with Brett Conti, who's like mm -hmm. a pretty big YouTuber yeah. in New York city. And I was like talking about the short form stuff. And I was like, I literally like looked across from him and I was like, no one's taking shorts serious. And if I take it serious, it yeah. has to work Agreed. because no one's taking it serious and it mm. will work. I agree with yep. that. You know, yeah, it's crazy. I agree. Well, dude, nope. thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having Just me. Over. Yeah.